everyone, it's those good old-fashioned values, and we're back talking about South Park Season 2. And I'm really, really be, really glad to be in the thick of this show already, because I personally think that, you know, we, we sat down, we watched Season 1, Season 1's very rough, all Season 1's are really rough, but I, I was really surprised at the big step they've taken for this season, I think, because I think, I think... This isn't like we're not quite into like the golden years yet, but this was a pretty decent step up, and there were yeah, some pretty terrific episodes. It was surprisingly clean. Uh, it, yeah, it really, more than a lot of the shows we've watched, I really feel like this one kind of knew what it was, like what it was doing, basically from from the jump. I don't think kinda, I'm quite as very high on this yeah. season overall as you guys are. Uh, I did think it was good, but I will agree. Like, yes, you can you can definitely tell that they have like. Okay, we'll do this. We'll do spins on this. This doesn't work. Throw this out. Like, they're very quickly adapting to the show. And it is like, this is what you want out of a season two. Like, yeah. E- even if I'm, I don't click with South Park quite as much as you guys do yet. Uh, I can, I could definitely appreciate the season as uh, in a jump over what season one brought to the table. Well, you see, with this, with the show, they, it is kind of interesting because I, I've read a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff, and for seasons two and three, Matt and Trey have been... They've talked about two things, basically. The first is that for the first two seasons, or especially for like season two and season three because they were in the middle of making the movie at the same time as a lot of this. Oh, wow. They got the movie really early on. Yeah, then. oh, it was... Yeah. yeah, like right off. Yeah, right yeah. off the bat, pretty much. They had like a writing staff, basically. Uh, they had like a... a like a team of writers as opposed to later seasons when it's mostly just Trey Parker and like maybe a little bit of Matt Stone doing the writing. Did any of the writers, do you know if they went on to do other stuff or? Uh, I don't know. Well, them, yeah, One actually. of them went on to do the Oklahoma city bombing. Yes. They went back in time and did the Oklahoma city bombing. Yeah. I mean, listen, they, they got a lot of talent. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Um, and another thing is, is that they said that before they made the South Park movie, they didn't really know how to do story structures like at all. And I that, that movie that. was, yeah, you can kind of feel that, but I am surprised that they're so like ashamed of these first couple seasons because a lot of the DNA of what makes the later seasons really great is here. Like, yeah. um, one overarching trend I've noticed, especially a lot in the early seasons. And like, I'd say like the first 10 years of the show is that a lot of the humor and a lot of the social commentary is based around people like hearing and seeing what they want to see basically yes i can see that (laughs) yes so there's a lot of like comedy of frustration and it lends itself to the social commentary really well i'm thinking about a prehistoric Iceman, which we're not going to talk about because it's not like the most noteworthy episode but like the whole premise of that episode is that like you know this guy comes back from 1996 but everyone acts like he's a caveman and even though he's just saying like i'm from like two I'm years ago, just I can a hear... guy. Yeah. yeah, they're all just like, oh, he he won't understand our technological world, and they they do that a lot. And I think it can make the show kind of frustrating to watch sometimes. There are some episodes like later on where they push that conceit so far it gets like almost too irritating. But it is they. I'm glad they stumbled upon it this early because it's that conceit lends itself so well to both like you know commentating on. The way, you know, people in real life when it comes to, I don't know, political issues, see see what they want to see. And then it also just lends itself to commentary really, like to comedy really well. 
So that ties into something I kind of want to talk about. Did uh, the version of the way you watch this season have the live action intros? No. No. Uh, I did it on HBO Max because I stole it from my roommate. Yeah. Okay, the way I watched this, I think it was from the DVD release. It had, like, dumb live-action, like, skits with Matt and Trey Parker doing it for, like, 30 seconds. Oh. I don't know if it's, like, a weird Blu-ray what? thing or anything. Oh, I, yeah, I know like that. Extra or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know that they did that. They they would do these... Oh, man, there's also something there because I remember in season one, they wanted to do, uh, like, they did, you know, for the DVDs, they did commentaries for all the episodes, right? But they didn't like doing that because they didn't know what to talk about for 20 minutes. Yeah. So in season, who could talk about some meaningless bullshit for over 20 minutes? Yeah. Hey, we exactly. talked about a couple hours worth of meaningless bullshit over 20 minutes. Um. Well, um, what is it? I mean, if we can, if we can do that over Family Guy episodes that we didn't write. I think I think they could do it over you know, South Park. It's funny. They I made that write. joke because I literally forgot. Oh yeah, we recorded a commentary track. Yeah, yeah. that's literally basically what our job is. Is just is literally just making. <laughs> I an thought you meant just this. Content. I forgot that you. Oh yeah, uh, listen to the commentary track. We had fun recording it. I don't know if it's yeah, that was fun. But um, every season after this, they do these things called commentary minis where. They'll just like have like a two or three minute discussion at the beginning of each episode where they just sort of like talk about their thoughts on the creation of the episode. And then they like once they're done, once they don't have anything more to say, they just move on to the next episode. But for season two, they did like these weird skits because I was remember I was trying to figure out when I was younger, I was like, well, why did they call that episode Roger Ebert should lay off the fatty foods? And then I like tried to look it up and I just found that skit of them talking like that. <laughs> yes. Um. Specifically, I for the Terrence and Malik episode, it opened with the skit of them. Just, Did you like, just do that was again? Was it on purpose? Well, it, are it, you are you making a callback to the conversation we had before? Did the you episode? do that are again? Are you legitimately <laughs> that much of a fucking loser? I did Terrence and Phil. Yes, Terrence and Malik again. <laughs> Terrence and Malik. That's the he, second so, time so you did that. He, he did this before we were recording, and Spencer's like, "Oh, I'm gonna make a whole joke about it," and I'm like, "Don't make a joke about it. It'll no one will get it." And then this motherfucker just went and did it. <laughs> Terrence and Malik. I say, Terrence, this tree is surprisingly lifeful. What tree, Malik? <laughs> they just got, they just, they just got yeah. like wistful voiceover as the camera crews uh, around, but it's Canadians farting. Ma Malik, a life isn't the only thing that's hidden. What else is hidden, Terrence? <laughs> <laughs> oh god, uh, okay. uh, Andy, you you cannot fucking speak. You you don't know how to form words. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm bad at like forming words. It takes me a little while no, to form you. stuff. But Andy, you just say the raw. You just say incorrect I, shit. I say, Terrence, how many days have we been in heaven? Well, let me count. <laughs> I'm sorry. Who? It's not my fault. Matt, and, Matt, and fucking Trey decided to go with Terrence and Philip with two dumbass names that do not go. No, but that's what I'm saying. Nothing. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying like. My brain just cannot register Philip. I don't know why. It just doesn't. It doesn't connect. It's not, that's not their fault. It's a little it's, their fault. I it's think not it's their, their fault. fault that you mixed up Malik. The words Malik and Philip that share a total of one letter in common. Oh, no, two. Sorry. And also Terrence. I don't know. I don't know. That's the only other context I've heard the name Terrence for in a while. So that's just where my brain goes. Um, anyway, Terrence and Philip. Hey, man, do you want some beer? Oh, I don't want a rabbit. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I said beer. 
Yeah. Fuck off. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I thought you said rabbit. Cause, I thought you said rabbit because it has like an R and a B in it. You know, it's it's basically the same. You know what? I'm just going to hey, call Andy, Hey, do you want some candy? Do you want some candy, Andy? Ew, no. Isn't that illegal? It's like, what, candy? It's like, yeah, you know, that stuff you Chant. download online. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm just going to call them Charons and Malik from now on. I don't Honestly, roll with it. Roll with yeah. it. Yeah, lean into it. Yeah. yeah. So You're not going to salvage your But rage. anyway, the, yeah, I'm not. I'm not recovering from this. <laughs> but uh, the intro. Ooh. It's so funny that it was twice. <laughs> Anyway. Oh god! And, and the people listening won't get that because for them it's like oh they're making such a big deal out of this little slip of the name. Yeah, I said I said Terrence <laughs> and Malik before recording. Anyway, um... Andy, I actually want to thank you because like when, when we started recording this episode, I was in such a bad mood, and you doing that twice, I'm like, yeah, this is the best day of my life. <laughs> Oh god. I'm, I'm glad. Anyway, uh I didn't even want to talk about fucking Terrence and Philip. I have to think now before I say it every single time. Um I wanted to talk about the intro that that uh Matt Matt and Trey recorded uh before that episode. Cause um it's just them talking about how like dumb the prank was and like, yeah, we got it good. And I don't know if, like, this is correct or anything, Spencer, but, like, they have, like, the exact same energy to me as, like, Quentin Tarantino, uh, like, Matt Stone and Trey Parker, in the sense of, like, they're very clearly talented guys who are passionate about what they, they're saying and just, like, doing it, but you, like, listen to them talk and they come across as just the dumbest, like, just Beavis and Butthead-ass motherfuckers you have ever heard in your life. Yeah. It's kind of, that's kind of true and not true. Like, I've listened to a lot of the commentary minis, and I've seen a few of, like, the opening skits they do. The skits they are doing, like, a bit of a put-on. Like, they're yeah, acting can, a little that, bit. Yeah, that makes sense. In the commentary minis, they're not smart. They're still kind of like Beavis and Butthead. And especially if you watch, like, you know, them getting up to shenanigans in real life, like when they did acid and wore drag to the Oscars. Yeah. Um, they do have that dumb guy energy. But they, they are, like, a bit more eloquent yeah, and okay. less it's, Tarantino-y when they're yeah, just well, I mean, talking. It's, it's, it, you, you can feel like like Seth MacFarlane, like he kind of comes, his like persona is like, I think highly of myself. I'm a very yeah. talented and charming guy. Whereas like, like these two are just like, yeah, you know what? You know what? It was really cool that we did a stupid prank, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, that stupid prank was really cool. The, yeah. I mean, they have like a similar vibe to the Jackass guys where it's like, yeah, yeah it's clear that like they are not like particularly smart people but that is also like not really related to the comedy that they make and like it, it's it's like it shows up in the things that they create where it's like no they they're not like fucking you know what like erudite or well-read or anything but the thing is that they just understand the like structure of humor very very fucking well, yeah well. I, I would agree yeah. with that and it's it, i guess also what it is is like just like i had never really seen much of them before i had seen a lot more of other cartoon creators so that was like the first time in a while i'd sat down and listened to the the sound of their voice and just hearing them i was yeah. i was yeah. i was just like like wow you guys really are the co-creators of south park aren't you yeah yeah no like make no mistake they they, they are they are not that different than what you'd imagine them as but like they're 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 a different type of like you know dumb guy than uh, what they come off across in those little live action openings. Uh, yeah, I look forward to hearing that when we complain about how dumb some of their later monologues get. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, but this season it's good. You know, yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's it's weird. There is it's kind of difficult to pin down like what the 
what the key development is that makes this a lot better. Like it's obviously a bit more confident and they're, yeah. they're like, I can't even say that they're like swerving into weirder territory because like season one had plenty of weirder territory and I can't say like the characters have developed a ton. Like, you know I what think... I would say is the defining difference between season one and two that I noticed. What is it? Season one, every episode. Oh my God, they killed Kenny. You bastard. Every episode of season two, they still do it, but they put a spin on it. They do it. Yeah. That is, well, I think, the most, like, this is a second season of a popular thing that they Yeah. Done. Yeah, and I think that that's, that's part of a larger thing where it's, like, they, they are, they are now, like, now, I think when they came in, like, maybe a little bit by the end, but for most of the runtime of season one, it's, like, they were just, it, it almost felt like, in a way, like, Million Dollar Extreme, where it's, like, the the kind of overriding thing was like okay we're just gonna make a show let's just make like whatever we want to let, you know that'll make us laugh and then by season two it had become such a phenomenon yeah, they that knew it, they it, were it, successful and it kind of it kind of has the feeling of like okay now we are making this against expectations and I think that that colored a lot of it and I think that that kind of and maybe also having a team behind it more so than maybe season one did yeah uh, did I I think led them to like putting more care into how they like crafted episodes and, and yeah. actually making them more like hang together more consistently and like have like more through lines and kind of the episodes just feel more solid. And I think a lot of that comes to the fact that like now they are like answering to a popular demand. Yeah. You, they have you, something you to know? play against. You, yeah, and you can yeah. also tell, I think by this point that they kind of knew they were going to get a couple more seasons after this, that they had. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh no. It, they, 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 there's no way they couldn't. It was, yeah, even by the end of that first season, it was already, like, a thing, like, capital yeah. T. Yeah. Yeah, if you if you make your network, you're you're good to go. Yeah, and that's this, true. And this and The Daily Show. They, they like, are uh, they are the Yahtzee of fucking uh, Comedy Central. Uh, Ty is not going to get that, but I understand what you're saying. And glad, I'm glad. I made it for you. He's the game reviewer you. guy, right? Yeah, he... he well, the, the main thing is he's the guy, he's a game reviewer who has been making a show for like 10 years now and is basically the only thing that anyone on the escapist.com watches. That's is, not fair. Movie Bob was on there for a good Yeah, and he's gone. <laughs> yeah. No, he's back. He's oh, back. Oh, he's back? Oh, that's yeah, sad. He, they made him do the thing in that Simpsons episode where Homer quits and then rejoins the power plant. They got the don't yeah. forget you're here forever thing up in his up in his nearest yeah. Mountain Dew shrine. I wanna be I wanna be movie Bob's Frank Grimes, but it's just like I just succeed at everything. <laughs> I'm just extremely good at what I do and just do <laughs> and never face any difficulties. Wait, wait. Wouldn't technically Lindsay Ellis be movie Bob's Frank Grimes? Yes! Ooh, fuck. Oh my god. That is Andy really with the scorcher. Ooh, yeah, that is, that is in fact his, oh, God, wow. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, uh, there are movie, a movie couple. Bob, movie Bob is like, or uh, Movie Bob is like if Homer just, like, never got better after the episode where he has to wear the moo moo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. Oh, God. Okay, um. We're in a mood today. Yeah, we're really catty today. I just wanted to say that there are some, um. There are fucking characters in this. Yeah. There are new characters or characters that get an increasing spotlight. The first one, and I think this one's the most important one. He was in the first season, but he's a much bigger presence here is Randy. Yep. Randy is like, he becomes like, you know, after Chef leaves the show due to the Scientology stuff, uh, Randy becomes Chef. 
Oh. And Randy I did, is... I did not know why that, that was why Chef's actor left the show. That's no, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it, it then, we'll but it, it was like it a up. Yeah. big scandal. that episode. <laughs> yeah, he gets a lot more to do here. He's He's interesting because he's both like... He's an agent of chaos, especially in the later seasons, but he also gets to be a straight man too. Yes. Like, uh, I like I when he's played against Sharon in this season, who also is like kind of a new character. He's so funny, you kind of get to over like you kind of get to overlook the fact that Sharon yeah. is written like a nagging ex girlfriend that they had. I I would also um, say though, like while Randy is still not like the fifth member of the cast yet, but he's definitely like you can tell that they're they're like. Okay, it's not just Cartman's mom that's the only parent this season. They're giving more of yeah. all of them more in general. Uh, yeah, it's because uh, and yeah, the first season was like it was very much Mrs. Cartman and then maybe Sheila like yeah. toward in the second half of the thing, and now now it's very much like these kids have home lives, which I I honestly think is. A, a real strength that, like, the show gets to is, like, having a lot of the, uh, I mean, one, making South Park feel, feel kind of like a living, breathing community yeah. in a way that, like, it didn't in season one. And two, just, like, having the secondary characters and, like, the secondary plot lines connect to the kids' lives, which it they don't do entirely yeah. yet, but they're getting closer to that it's, point. It's not just that season one wasn't necessarily a living, breathing community, but it's also doing the thing that, like, Family Guy and Simpsons seasons do, where it's, like... Much kind of like Simpsons and Family Guy season one, uh, because they don't know who the full side cast is, the, yeah. the towns can feel kind of like they're filled with strangers. Like you don't know, like every yeah. episode you can meet some weirdo, never meet him again. Uh, whereas as going forward, it's like, okay, we're going to use this character in this role for this episode. And yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which works, you know, it's, it's, it's what TV shows do. I'm just, it's you know. what you, yeah, it's what you have to do. Like that, that is the process yeah. of building up an ensemble cast but, or like a supporting cast. A right? show that yeah. just adds like 600 new characters every single season. Just, yeah, that's cool. kind of that's kind of what our podcast is. <laughs> 600 new guests. Let's go. Yeah, 600 yeah. new guests. And, like, we have one recurring character, and it's Bozo. Yeah. <laughs> Good for her. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, no, Randy it just stood out to me since, like, I, I could really feel the show. There's moments this season. So I like the season a lot, but there's moments when you can really feel it clicking into place. And... In the uh, Spooky Fish episode, when Officer, Bar- Officer Bar Brady's downstairs and Randy finds him, <laughs> and Randy goes upstairs and he's just talking to Sharon and he just says, Sharon? Sharon? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's there? a Randy moment, right? I, I barely know the show and I know that's, that's a Randy thing. Yeah, you that know little, what's- Sharon? <laughs> that, that's when they really, it really, like, that was one of those moments where they're like, okay, okay, they know what they're going to do here. I will yeah. also but, say. But, but, it, but. but the thing about Randy is that in like I think a lot of the show or this season at least, except for uh, God, what's the what's the episode with the clubhouse? Um, what's clubhouses? Clubhouse, literally. Club, okay, I think like besides that. God, you idiot! Uh, fuck. All right. Yeah. Hold what, on. What's next? Uh, Terrence, Terrence, and Philip. Or goddammit. Yeah, that's no. Those are two. Those are two equally uh, embarrassing fuck ups. You're right. Uh, yeah. But no, like accepting clubhouses where it's like, okay, he is kind of like playing to a role. I, I, Randy feels like a straight man in a lot of this. Like, I think they yeah. keep a lot of like the ticks that like will come to later define him. But like, it is cool or, or maybe not cool, but it's interesting to see at least like now he is very much like one of the parents. Like he is, yeah. he is basically there to react to what the kids do 
which is completely like the a complete opposite cry from what he does like when he becomes the yeah. character you know yeah, yeah. You capital know, t capital c you know who's yeah. someone who got more play than i thought they would even like what? i know they were an important part of season one mr hanky I was surprised. Like, I feel like Mr. Hanky was, like... I was Hanky actually was surprised like, how much they brought yeah, him back, too. Yeah, a one-season gimmick. And it's like, no, he's in a couple episodes, at least. Like, he is... Yeah. He's kind of omnipresent no, I, a little bit this season. I mean, yeah, they, br- they bring him back from time to time, and that's, like... I think if you know about a character, like, it's kind of a safe assumption that's, like, they are on the show in at least multiple episodes, because, and that's, yeah. like, why Even they Scott are. Even Scott Tenorman comes back, Yeah, so. but 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 the idea of, like, just, I honestly was also surprised at just, like, even him coming back, like, in this season, let alone twice in this season, was, like, that surprised me, too. You, yeah. you know who's someone that I think, uh, not necessarily, like, big, not necessarily the star of any episode, but, like, consistently, I think, got good material for me? Who? Officer Bar Brady. I liked Officer Bar Brady this season. Yeah. He, in later seasons, he's not as prominent, but he, he is very, he's very fun he's here. He's very because, Wiggum, but I like that. Yeah. He's very Chief Wiggum. The, he, in the first season, like, he wasn't as fun because you could tell that Matt and Trey's, like, dislike for cops kind of came through. And normally we'd be like, oh, you know, since we're a – folks, we're a, we're an epic left-wing podcast. We would really <laughs> like it that they hated cops. But folks, yeah, we're yeah, actually we actually, part of No, too. we actually like cops. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we love cops. And, <laughs> yeah. We're, but no, we but are the, famously – all of us fly Blue Lives Matter flags in front of our houses. With uh, the Punisher yeah. skull. Don't forget about that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, unfortunately, like in good conscience, the only person's address we can give you on the show is Spencer's. But rest <laughs> assured that all three of us do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but no, it, it just it kind of stepped on the jokes because he would just be like, all right, there's nothing to see here. And it, it I don't know. He was just like a belligerent asshole in the first. Whereas this seasons. season, he's more like a yeah. reoccurring doofus. Yeah, he's a doofus. Yeah, or he's something else that begins with re that we uh, try to avoid on the show. Uh, try reactionary. Do we really try to re- to avoid that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I I agree with you, Andy. He does get uh, a good amount to do here. Uh, character that I forgot got introduced so early since like he's a big deal for the, I guess he's a big deal for the first couple seasons and then disappears. Is Tweak? Tweak shows up yeah. this season. Yeah, it, it feels like he was uh, a, just kind of like a throwaway character that once they began making like the school and, and the kids peers more of a part of like the uh, series, it, it really like it, it feels like a cut like a lot of the their their peers this season, like except for Wendy, it feels like uh, they are kind of not they don't know what to do with do with like the school environment yeah. outside of like just having them go to school and i feel like once they begin like that becomes more fundamental to the dna of the thing they're like okay who have we already introduced in there i did like the teacher i thought uh mr what's his face uh got some, some mr garrison play. garrison yes yeah mackie got some good stuff mackie's always Ma- a Mac- fun time Honestly, the fact that Mackie was introduced or like real, I mean, I think he had like an episode or two last season, but like he really be like became honestly like one of the MVPs of the season. It's kind of oh, fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. He, what Trey and Matt are really good at is, I don't know, like they've got their, their politics skew libertarian, obviously, but they've just got contempt for like every single institution, big and small, for some reason. Like, well, for good reason sometimes. For, for yeah. some reason, the, the reason is that it... The reason is what I do. just said. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. The the reason is that they ran into one person in that institution who tried to tell them what to do one time, and they're like, yeah. "Oh, we can't have that shit." Yeah. yeah. So that, but that they're good at turning that contempt into like comedy, and they obviously don't like you know school guidance counselors because you know they tell you what to do, and yeah. they turn Mr. Mackey into that. But like, where a worse comedian would just make like that social commentary angry, they actually do find like a fun spin on it. Like they make him, I don't know, just like kind of dull and like he's following a script all the time yeah and... based off of you well uh i i wanted to go back right. uh, or well actually if you have more things so sorry i'll save that for later no no ty hurt my feelings ty hurt my yeah feelings. sorry I, uh no. I, if you didn't catch that i said that mr mackey was based off of no I, I i know uh, um yeah i i, I just want to say also mr garrison is because you're gay I, uh, I I just want to say also that, like, Cartman is because you're annoying. Shut the fuck up, Ty. Um, <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry. Cartman is based off of Andy. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. There we go. That's at least a little better. Um, yeah. I would I would say that like it's very clear that like Wendy exists for Stan. I think like like Wendy is not a character in, in her own right yet. She doesn't really have like a renegade or no. thing. She is just there to move the plot along she, and nag it. Yeah. yeah. She she is Wendy could be replaced with love and like her name could be love interest number one and the episodes would go basically the same. I imagine yeah. they're going to to change that because I know they very much so. they they Lisa yeah. her where she's kind of a stick in the mud a lot. Yeah, yeah, and play up with that. Okay, I'm 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 interested to see where that goes. Yeah, but as we talked about um in the first season, and this is going to be kind of tricky to navigate as we talk about the show, is that aside from Cartman Cartman getting one really big shift. And maybe Kenny getting some, like, lore stuff very late. The four guys don't change that much throughout the run of the show. Like, uh, they, they Stan, really do. Stan gets some stuff, I think, like, in some of the middle seasons. where Yeah. But, like, where they kind of go in, like, the more prestige. Don't they know, make Kenny epic? Isn't that, like, I, I, I vaguely know that, like, Kenny becomes epic at some point. Yeah, Kenny uh, does like, become epic. Um, like in the so? uh, In the, the Coon episodes. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, but um, I didn't. I didn't know what he meant. What he meant, but like, it's like, no, I don't think like he gets really into bacon or whatever. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, it's I, don't, not I, that I don't think he wears Warby Parker glasses. By uh, By the way, one yeah. of the uh, live action skits with Matt and Trey was them making bacon, and I found that very funny because it's like, of Yo. course you guys, of course it's yeah. you guys. I mean, uh, you can't get too mad at them for that because this is 1998. Yeah, and I know. this is like pre Reddit. This so, is this is still very early. They invented the Reddit, like, yeah. Uh, but no, it, it it will be tricky to talk about since the four main guys don't get a ton of changes in the way like the main cast of Family Guy and American Dad did. I I will say, uh, Cartman doesn't quite seem to be at full evil yet. Like he, yeah, like, no, Cartman in the first four seasons is uh just whiny and spoiled and annoying, and he's still whiny and spoiled and annoying throughout. That's part of why, like, he's funny, because he's just so... He's just so, a chitty kid. Yeah. Yeah. But they do, like, let him be insanely evil starting in season five. And yeah. they just, like, keep kind of riding with that from there on out. But, yeah, no, they... they are there the meta more, breakdown episodes where it's, like, uh, Kyle and the other kids are like, why do we hang out with Cartman? I mean, yeah, I think that just... And even just as a consequence of, like, how long it's going on, they've touched on basically anything you could ask like have they done before but i don't i don't know if they've ever made like a production out of it okay yeah they do like they do let the acrimony between like cartman yeah. and the rest of them like get a lot more pronounced basically but 
Yeah, he's too he's too central to the cast for them. Yeah, to like really... you, you obviously yeah. can't cut your 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 main breadwinner, but you know. Yeah. Actually, this is something that I think is interesting, and then maybe we can move on after this, which is uh. I, and I want to get your guys' opinion on it. But throughout this season, it, it feels a lot like they are trying to push Cartman as, like, having catchphrases. Yeah. Like, like significantly. Yeah. And I'm wondering, like, oh, what your guys' take on that. Cheesy the big one. Um, yeah, but, I mean, cheesy poofs, respect my authority, I'm going home. Like, I, remem- I remember people yeah. quoting so respect my authority when I was in, like, middle school a lot. Yeah, so I, I want to get your opinion, uh, especially Spencer, because I know that you have, like, more behind-the-scenes information on this. Like, what do we think was the cause of that? Like, do we think that was Trey and Matt legitimately thinking that that was, like, a good thing or, like, an interesting thing to include for the show? Like, do we think there were production pushes on the end? Like, I, I don't know. I want to kind of throw it up and be like... How do we like what do we, what do we think of some of the more pandering aspects of the season, which there aren't a lot of, but they definitely well, exist. My, my thing uh, is like being Kurtman's like personality as someone who's not seen much of the show is like I am an annoying little shit. So having him try and force jokes and catchphrases does fit in character. It might also just be like, hey, if we have give Cartman more catchphrases, we can sell more T-shirts. That's um, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of why I'm asking because it feels like there's like a tension between. But it, it doesn't. It doesn't. I think is never a big distracting because it never feels like, like completely forced yet. Uh, I would say. Mm. But I'll let Spencer I, give his thing. So I do think that might be a part. And since there was like a writing team this season, I do think that it was probably a team thing to push yeah. catchphrases because Matt and Trey. Like, everything that we've seen, even from now, like, we'll talk about, like, the stunt they pulled at the beginning of the season. They're, like, very, very adamantly, like, anti-things that could make them money. Like, Interesting. Yeah. Well... Like, they, they, they which... have, like, they have this notion in their head, I think, where if they embrace any part of the machinery, especially since they're in their, like, late 20s now. Yeah. Um, if they embrace any part of the machinery, it'll, like, you know, they'll, like, have corrupted themselves. So they... Like, in the first season when George Clooney wanted to be on, rather than have him be, like, a big guest, they have him, like, voice a dog. Yeah. So, and, like, throughout here, they did that, you know, the Terrence and Phillip thing, and that, like, cost a decent amount of the viewers of the show. So, I do think that... I don't think that the two of them were, like, as cynical as you might suspect. I do think that maybe some of the writing staff were doing it, but... And Comedy Central itself, possibly. Yeah. If I had to guess, though, I think it's probably just a natural outgrowth of their comedy style. A lot of their comedy is based on, like, repetition and yeah. just kind of, like, you know, just doing the same thing over and over and over again. Like, in the last season finale, in Cartman's Mom is a Dirty Slut, you have the... Or no, in the season premiere, actually, the Cartman's Mom is still a Dirty Slut. They have the... Yeah. Who is the parent? Is it... They the, love the, doing yeah. that joke, didn't they? They do Which it, is- like... Honestly, I've, I've it is a good <laughs> really got me. Yeah, yeah, it is like a yeah. They do it like fifteen times, and that's why they would do it with like you know every other jokes like respect my authority. They just it, <laughs> and when they want to have Carbon say something, they can just keep doing it. And as time goes on, it is like the sideshow Bob on the rakes principle, where you know it's funny the first couple times, then it gets predictable, and then the fact that it's so predictable becomes the joke. So I, I do think that they did I, the I think thing. Just, I, I, when yeah. I when they did the thing, I clapped. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think say, that it's just a natural outgrowth of the way they approach comedy, and, and maybe even the short schedule that they follow to, too. To go over where I'm at with this season, I, I it didn't make me laugh a ton yet, but like American Dad did, where I get like deep. But I did like 
I did smirk a lot. There is a lot of like undeniably clever stuff that I saw. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I like this season. Yeah, yeah no, I, I'm not going to say that this was a bad season. I think it is a marked improvement from season one and, like, better than most of the seasons we've watched of things for this show. But, like, it, I, I'm just, I was just curious, like, because my assumption was that it wasn't Matt and Trey themselves because it did not feel like their kind of style. But I wanted to get your opinion of, like, all right, was it, like, studio notes or was it, like, the team that they're working with or, like, what, like, yeah. what was the cause yeah. of some of the shakier things in the... That's or, fair. Or the, maybe, I maybe think it was not just even shaky, divided but... attention. It was probably divided attention and sure. the, the like crew they had. Uh, but I think that that's going to cover it. Let's move to the second half. Yep. So. Okay. Yeah, we'll catch right. you in the back half. Goodbye. You've got the strength. You've got the courage. Even with a dead fetus on your head. You carry on. You fight for tomorrow. My conjoined twin, dead thing hanging off your head, woman. All right, uh, and we're back. We're talking about a few episodes, and I know we've been pretty high on this season overall. Even Andy, who's like kind of the skeptic, is like, you know, we all admit it, it's a good season. Yeah. The season begins with a stunt that is, I will say, it is impressive. It is, yes. it is, I am. I admire it from a distance. Uh, they built up this big cliffhanger at the end of season one. And yeah. like for context, this wasn't like, you know, a small time show like Family Guy. Like if Family Guy did it and then pulled this, no one would care. South Park was it a was big like a phenomenon deal. by yeah. this point. Yeah. And people really, really wanted to know who Cartman's mom was. Um and yeah, it's it's yeah, like, they, it's not like Cartman's mom was in the episode, Spencer. People, yeah, people got slightly less mad at this stunt than they would have like if they had literally just put the Prophet Muhammad in, which yeah. we'll get to in a bit, uh, yeah. in a couple episodes. But um, oh wow, they do that that early on. Okay, I knew they yeah. did it, but I, I didn't. I didn't realize it was yeah. early. Yeah. Uh, so I, I guess the thing coming in with no context or expectations of this that I wanted to say is like. I was surprised how, like, fully formed the Canadian jokes and Terrence and Philip were as, like, characters. I was like, wow, yeah. they really thought this through. Yeah, they did. I, I admire it. Um, I kind of hated this episode, but I... <laughs> I You see, the thing is, is, like, I hated the episode, but I feel like I'm supposed to. Like, it... It feels like Andy Kaufman getting up on stage and just yeah. reading from like classic literature for thirty minutes instead you, you of doing know, a stand-up set. You know what set. The, the problem is? What? I feel like Terrence and Philip, as someone who has not seen much of the show or any specific episodes with them in it, they they would work well when they're introduced in the concept, the, the construct of the show itself. The problem with this episode is that everyone talks in that same annoying Canadian way. Just the same, yeah. like, oh, yes, hello, Philip. How are you doing today? I'm doing very good, Terrence. I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah, I see what you're saying. I think that, like, as a joke, yeah, kind of like Spencer, I very much appreciate it. But it does feel like Terrence and Philip work they work less the more context you have for them also because I, the more I, the I whole, give well because well, the whole joke of it is just like what if like it's kind of poking fun at themselves it's just like what if this show that was literally just like fart and poop humor and like you know and, what if that was like, the, like can i sorry that was like treated as like the uh, like biggest thing in this world and then like trying to build it out into an actual show feels like it kind of robs that conceit of like what makes what makes it funny which mm. I mean it's funny in its own way but 
it's not as yeah. I would also like to say the Saddam stuff has aged beautifully. I I, oh I can God, only can yeah. wait to see how because I know that Saddam is like not the biggest thing, but they keep using him until like the Iraq War happens, and I I'm I'm sure all of the humor will be wonderfully aged and exactly what you want for yeah. South Park. Well, the thing about the thing about Saddam is that he is still the most evil guy of all time. Uh, yeah. Especially post two thousand one, forget about it. Yeah, yeah I mean he did nine yeah. eleven. You well, you joke, but I think Ladder to Heaven is aged really really well. We'll get to that, but that's we'll their sort of commentary on both uh, the reaction to nine eleven and like the WMDs thing, and it has actually aged pretty well. And there's also so, a thing I, I if that's the episode I'm thinking of that I I can't wait to talk about, but we'll save that. I don't think it is, but yeah, I I kind of hated this episode but like I, it, it feels wrong to get mad at it because it yeah. is a stunt it is it is basically there to piss off it's, fans. And they're punking their audience yeah. yeah yeah and and they did a good job like this is exactly the kind of thing you don't want to see when there's a big cliffhanger like on yes. every level and again it literally pissed off people so much they got like thousands of angry emails and people were still like mad about it years later like yeah. it, it it was like it did actually cost them like a chunk of their viewership in order to do this and i really do respect the balls for that since again you yeah. know they're these like guys who've been kind of scrambling in the industry and well they'd i guess they'd like had some success before this is them like really really making it and then they're just like trying to trash it just for the fun of it and i always gotta respect that, that. I mean, I don't even know if, like, they were trying to, like, blow themselves up kind of like Million Dollar Extreme was, but just, like, they're, yeah, it's very fucking impressive to, like, be kind of in a very precarious spot and then be like, yeah, but it would be so funny, though. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> it, it, I think also in the age we're in with the kind of TV and movies where we have, it's kind of nice to see a media that looks you in the face and goes, fuck you for caring fuck about continuity. Yeah. No, not just fuck you. Fuck you for caring about continuity in this stupid show. Fuck you for having any pretense about that, like, this has storytelling or whatever. Each But shit. also, like, fuck you. Because, well, yes. like, all, every fucking TV show now is made to hit, like, a, you know, a, like, a, it's specially targeted to an art, like, a audience of 12 people. And it's like, it is kind of nice to see, like, a show where it's like, now nah, we'll put this on TV. And if you don't like it, I don't know, you can go suck, like, suck your dick i don't yeah. give a shit yeah the yeah. 12 remaining demon demon tv authors that give this like 100 yeah. yeah. on rotten tomatoes but yeah no i wonder what demon tv has to say about south park they probably a lot based on what they <laughs> yeah. yeah maybe we'll All right. pull up demon tv for one of these episodes we should yeah we should pull up demon tv i miss them um but anyways we're gonna we're gonna move on and we're gonna talk about chef's chocolate salty balls uh, this is the episode where they kind of lampoon film festivals like Sundance and uh, the way, like, kind of gentrification, basically. So, Spencer, I got to ask before we, we go, because I assume me and Ty have not. So I got to ask if you, because you're the only one that seems like you. Have you ever attended a proper film festival, like an indie film festival? Yes, okay. I have. I have attended IFF Boston. Um, all right. It's because all of Spencer's favorite movies are about gay cowboys eating pudding. That's That's all the shit you like. I'm looking at his five-star ratings on Letterboxd. That's not untrue. Uh, <laughs> this episode was about you, bro. <laughs> Sorry, uh, my headphones died for like a minute. Um, so, oh, no, I was making fun of you. It's okay. I've been... No, I, I heard what you said. I'm making a joke. <laughs> um, I, uh, I've been to IFF Boston. Uh, it's not as big as like, you know, New York Film Festival or Toronto, but it is a film festival. But it and is I've seen, yeah. 
One of these, every time, like, time makes, like, interrupt Spencer, there's just, like, a, a gun limb loading into a gun. Just, like, yeah. like cat, like, seething it's anger. Like Which a, I get, because she is annoying. Like, let's be real. It, it's yeah. like, you know that, like, the, oh, fuck, what show is it on, like, the guy on the mountain where it's, like, you know, every answer you do, like, he gets a little bit higher up to the mountain than, like, if he gets to the top, you lose or whatever. It's, like, uh, it's my, I feel like it's kind of like that, but just, like, if he gets to the top, then I just make Spencer kill him. Himself. So, so you okay back there? Ty's gonna have fun editing this because I think I just uh, I murmured a monologue and uh, I heard that a little bit. Yeah. Oh, I heard it too. It's okay. Okay, I'm just that's gonna be the only part I cut out. Is us referencing it? Um. So, uh, yeah, I've been there, and I gotta say, film festivals they have a lot of problems. I haven't been to one like Sundance where it's like a serious problem that they're like gentrifying a small town. I have to, you know, it's Boston. Like, it's it's a big city already. Right. It's, it's what? Uh, I've never heard I of will, I will say that... Um, oh, oh, you mean Irish Israel? <laughs> Irish <laughs> yeah. Israel. Yeah. Uh, Going to uh, the Dunkin' Donuts shaped like the cube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... Um, Opening uh, a pub called do, Beer Crazy. Film festivals, in order to, like, pad out the time in between, like, you know, releases that are going to be big, like, a big deal... Like, you know, Uncut Gems or whatever. They have, like, a bunch of, like... Especially for the smaller ones, they have a bunch of submissions that are very much just, like... My sexuality is a vagina in a cube. My vagina <laughs> yeah. yearns to be... Like, shit like that, basically. Or, actually, right. I think that was probably bigger in the 90s and, like, the in the post-Tarantino, post-Kevin Smith world. But, like, nowadays, if you want to make a movie, get into, like, a... Get into a film festival, you make a documentary about, like, why, like you should be allowed to breastfeed in public or something. And <laughs> That's great. I would also like to You make to say, like a terrible documentary about an issue. And if you get people yeah. to care about that issue via your horrible documentary, it gets into a festival. A, do a documentary made by Michael Moore if he was like 25 and molested kids on Discord. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no. That's the thing is that like Michael Moore sucks ass, but like the, the type of filmmaking he and like, you know, he and like things like Blackfish and the Cove ushered in is so much worse than Bowling for Columbine or whatever. Like, Bowling for Columbine, kind of an awful movie, but, like, what followed, oh, God, it's it's just the end of me. But anyways, yes, I have been to film festivals, and this is very funny, even though the, uh, I will say that the whole gay cowboys eating pudding thing does feel like, it, it does feel like what you would say if your, like, annoying girlfriend made you watch one bad independent movie. Right. When did, when did Broke Back Mountain come out? I think like, that was, it like was way after that, right? Way after, yeah. yeah. Which feels weird because, like, that feels like the movie that, like, yeah, that, does. Would, that would inspire that description. Yeah. I think, yeah. I don't know. It might have been, like, um, I know that there was a lot of, like, new queer cinema coming out in the 90s, which is, like, gay cowboys. Yeah, I've seen The Matrix. It's, no, it's not the Matrix. The Matrix <laughs> I know, I know. Just no. making a it, joke. See, the thing about the thing is that Andy made a joke there, and you were so accustomed to, to just completely yeah. disregarding everything he says. And you're like, no, actually, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? That was a good joke, Andy. Though. I yeah, thank you, joke. thank yeah. you. Um, but no, it it was stuff like um, Derek Jarman movies or whatever, and those those were all over the place in the '90s. So I guess that's what they were trying to like make fun of. Uh, but no, it's a fun episode, uh, and I. Ty, you wanted to talk about this one, right? Yeah, well, I thought... I mean, the episode itself is fine. I mean, the chocolate balls thing feels kind of like a 
too late take on the sweaty balls bit from SNL. Uh, Mr. Hank. That's, like the, what she, they, well, that's what she said type of humor. Yeah, exactly. The return of Mr. Hanky is like surprising, but ultimately not huge. A, a lot of it is, yeah, taking aim at film festivals, which is, I think, maybe not the most accessible thing for every anyone on this podcast who isn't Spencer to really you know, get yeah. up in arms about. But just, I, I thought it was interesting to bring up given the contrast between like a lot of what this episode espouses about like how, you know, film festivals is, you know, it, it should be for, you know, the appreciation of art, you know, new art that like artists who maybe would not have a chance to get their material out, you know, can share with people and, you know, just the appreciation of art and, and the recent news that came out about South Park Studios uh, ventures in the coming year. 14 <laughs> yeah. movies. 14 movies and 14 what, movies. what was it? Another six seasons yep. or something? Yep. Yeah. Which to be fair, like at this point, like, yeah, of course you're going to go to season 30. No, yeah, like okay. that's like, yeah, of course you do. But like four, you made only one movie so far. Why did you yeah. sign up yeah. for 14 fucking movies? The, the idea of basically making the Marvel Cinematic Universe off of this show that's been going on for 25 years, it, it felt at odds enough with the kind of appreciation of small art brought up in, in this episode that I feel like we could do an episode just on like the path that took them through that alone. Yeah, that's true. It does really um, run. It does kind of. And it, honestly, like, you know, Matt and Trey have been kind of slowly sliding towards just being liberals, like, for the past, like, yeah. 20 years. Well, I like, mean, they're rich. Yeah. Yeah. They but became like, rich. In their, <laughs> in their libertarian days, like, they, they did have, like, you know, you could say that their politics were rancid and they were just, it was all based on, like, contrarianism and just this kind of, like, annoying affect. But, like, they did sort of have this punk attitude to them. Yeah, we're not the man. Yeah. They, they had this, like, kind of, like, fuck you, don't do, like, I won't do what you tell me attitude. And they just, like, you know, they definitely have absolutely lost that as they got rich as shit. And uh, I, I will say, it's it's not much, but uh, I did I did get it. I did like uh, South Park, or uh, Cartman's little B-plot where he sold t-shirts and got gypped off uh, selling the Mr. Hanky movie. Andy, you sound like a fucking European. I do. Yeah. I do. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Yo, th yo this MF sounds like he came from Prague. <laughs> uh, okay. Yo, were you in the Czech Republic before we started recording, <laughs> bitch? Uh, Chef Aid. Chef Aid is an episode that we yeah. wanted to talk about because we, in the first half, we raised the issue that this a lot of the show does feel like Matt and Trey's full attention weren't there. And a lot of it does feel like they relied on a staff. And if there is anything that they do in this season that feels like it could not have possibly been from Matt and Trey, it's to do like a celebrity studded episode. Because it... it, I, it now, I will say... I, I don't get it. According to Wikipedia, at least, this is directed by Trey Parker and written solely by Matt and Trey Parker. Yeah. Well, it's Matt's done by Trey Parker. Um, it's really odd. Um, and like a lot of it does feel like them, like the Chewbacca defense stuff, you know, yeah. that, that does, that's absolutely them. But there's so many like celebrities and like normally when they do stuff like this, they just like, you know, do the celebrity voices themselves. They make fun of them. Yeah. But then they just brought all of these people in and like, it doesn't make any sense at all. Like they brought in Elton John and I guess Meat Elton Loaf. John's. I mean, yeah. If you yeah. know me and Spencer, you Rick know we Jane, fucking love yeah. Meatloaf. But what the fuck is Meatloaf doing? In well, South what is he? Not only what is he doing here, but like, why aren't they making fun of him? Yeah, like, there's Meatloaf so much is to make very fun of easy to make fun of too. Yeah, it's like not, he's like he's like a 
enormous he's a, guy. He's a big sings- fat loser who yeah sings about like uh oh, I'm a fucking bat. And I fucking and I drink I drink the devil's dick. Yeah. Yeah. You just he sings yeah. show tunes about being a demon, and yeah. meanwhile he's just this like enormous man. Yeah. Um, he literally he. That's that's such a funny thing. It's like he has the most Dickensian name of any rock star ever. Like yeah. he is just a meatloaf. He really is. Yeah. 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 With, with with a stupid fucking haircut. Yeah. Yeah. That's the ketchup. <laughs> No, but uh, there's there's a lot of people in here. Like Joe Strummer's briefly in it. Ozzy Osbourne. I mean, yeah. it makes sense that Primus would be there since the, like which, they're huge fans. DMX Primus. apparently. Well, Primus didn't Primus do the yeah. theme song? Yeah. Yeah. Which um, is and that was a funny joke where it's like they just have Primus on to be like, yeah, we're fucking idiots. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, it it did feel weird. I, I'm wondering if it was like a consequence of the show like getting in that early like you know bit like a bit too into its own success of like. You know, the idea of like, oh, we can get all these people on the show or whether like you're saying, yeah, it was like a, you know, team thing that like they did not have too, too much yeah. say in which seems, I don't know how likely that, but like it's one, and it's one of those things where it's like they, oh, I think really only like the people who were there in the studio could describe it. But it, it's an, definitely an interesting one to bring up just because of like how, how much it flipped on like their, their uh, ethos of bringing in guest stars and, and everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's so it's so weird. Uh, and also, like, you know, they don't really give the guest stars a lot to do. Like, you know, they brought in Radiohead for that episode, but Radiohead does a great job in that fucking episode yeah. that we're going to oh, talk God. to. We'll get to it. It's yeah. fucking good, though. They do a great job, or they get, like, some other guest stars. Like, in the Rainforest episode, they have um, a celebrity guest. I forget who. They have a celebrity guest in um, the first season, and she does a good job. So, like, it's not... Yeah, they have... They have hell, a, even Robert Smith have, like, does, like... a. Even Robert, yeah, Robert sure. Smith does a pretty good job. No, like, yeah, they have like a they had like a famous guy come in next season, and they had like a, a like a guy who has like a national profile coming at one point, uh, <laughs> and like a in in season six, I think they had like a like a guest star. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> the point is, is that they they've had celebrity guests before. But they usually do a pretty good job with them. And here yeah. it's literally just like, Oi, my name is Joe Strummer. Let's rock and roll. And then they just play a clip of like a Joe Strummer song. And yeah, it just feels the, weird. It's the, the Ozzy Osbourne thing. It's really like, oh, I'm, fr- I'm freaking Ozzy Osbourne. I'm eating the head off a bat. It would be like if they had Michael Jackson on to be like, Oi, I'm Michael Jackson. I'm touching a fucking kid. Like it's it's like the first joke you'd think of with, or, uh, Oh, I'm Eric Clapton. My son is perfectly healthy. You know, it's like, yeah, it it feels very much like it was a first pass on a lot of it. I wonder if like, maybe they had a shorter time to write it then. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. It's not the worst episode ever because you know, Oh, oh, I'm Eric Clapton. I don't have a flying kid. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm Eric Clapton. My, my son is bound to the laws of gravity. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, but no, the, this episode isn't bad. Like the Johnny Cochran stuff's pretty funny. Yeah, the Chewbacca defense. That's actually a very funny thing that like, apparently the Chewbacca defense is just like something that lawyers just reference now. Like yeah. when there's like a, a meandering defense or whatever, which is, yeah. it's that's very funny considering to me like, yeah, you know the joke about that guy who did the glove thing? That's actually like, accept, like accepted nomenclature in this profession now. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, it, 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 this one really does feel like compromised. It feels like 
I if I, did, if I saw this episode when it came out, I would be worried that they had already sold out. Yeah. Which fortunately they they mostly seemed not to, but you know I haven't seen yeah. the show, so what the yeah. fuck? Yeah. Well, <laughs> they had a good run of not selling. <laughs> yeah, they I, had I, a good I, run. I. I, I, I gonna, if we gonna, did this episode about a week ago, we'd be like, yeah, they stayed pretty bullish. Yeah, but- yeah they and and now it's like, oh no, they they're just making the South Park cinematic universe. Every yes. every single yeah. season from now on, start. So, guys, do you think they sold I mean, out yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, who yeah. knows? Maybe they'll maybe they'll just put like like red room footage in all of those movies just to just to stick it to the people. They but, just uh, make forty minute movies. They just they like, just make. Fucking- they just make 14 Terrence and Phillip movies. <laughs> that would be really, really that be, impressive. That would be the funniest thing that they have maybe ever done with the show. Yeah, would that be would like, be... like all 14 movies were just You Terrence know, like, like, they're probably at yeah. least going to get one or two. Fun. Yeah, 14 movies. 14? Yeah. That's Which a... is, and that was literally a joke in the fucking superhero game that they put out in like 2017 was like the joke of oh what if these kids you know what if the south park kids were in like 70 fucking movies i I, this this does feel like a deal with the devil because they talk a lot about when they were working on the show and working on the one movie at the same time they were going completely insane so yeah good luck with this guys I, uh, especially now that, like, they do an episode a week. Like, come on, man. What do you... Yeah, you, but, I mean, you gotta expect that, like... you gonna do that, that like, year-round? You, you gotta expect that the thing that they're selling their soul for is that, like, half that shit will be written by committee. Because, like, there's no way that they could handle 14 movies and the regular show. As far like, as, yeah. like, Western animated movies go, the most I can think of off the top of my head are, like, the four Futurama movies. Are they gonna do that? Are they gonna be, like, the seasons are actually movies? Lol. I, mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know how that... Yeah. Alright. One more before we go. Gnomes! This one was really popular. Um, as you know, you've probably seen that that classic classic internet meme of uh, phase one, phase two, question mark, phase three, profit. Um, I don't want to talk about that. Today, I learned that it was from South Park. I've never seen this episode before. At least I have an excuse, but yeah, no. Yeah, I really like this episode. I think it's really funny. And I have a longstanding grudge against small businesses. So even as their, their small business thing is born of complete contrarianism and their defense of Starbucks... Like, yeah, it looks so fucking stupid because Starbucks, like over the course of like 1998 to 2008, went from like, you know, this this like upscale artisan brewing company that took off. And yeah, now to, to is, like to like Palantir with coffee. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah that it literally it just it makes remember, milkshakes like, now being the yeah. discourse like. 15 20 years ago now god uh is like everyone being like starbucks is the fucking devil they're taking away all the good coffee we can't get good coffee now because fucking starbucks and dunkin donuts you know the thing is at the time they were probably right because there is a lot of bad small coffee places just as like there are a lot of bad small pizza places um, in places like new york and, the thing about um, Matt and Trey is that they are often incredibly right in the moment, and then yeah. five years later, they are not right at yeah, all. Yeah, because also, like also right in the wrong way. Yeah. Well, well, like yeah. ten years later, you know, Starbucks realized, wait a minute, instead of like doing all this stuff to make really high quality coffee, instead we can burn the shit out of all of our coffee beans and make yeah. milkshakes for people. That will print money. And now there's like no good coffee anywhere. Are they at least good milkshakes? 
I mean, they're yeah, they're fine, but like, <laughs> yeah. just get an actual milkshake. Don't get like a triple mocha frappe. I mean, just go to like a milkshake place. Yeah, if you like that shit, they are they're fine, but also like it tastes like you're giving yourself an IV of sugar. Like, yeah, yeah, literally, yeah. you'll have a better effect if you like drink a milkshake and then do and then do gas station speed. It has gotten to the point where like multiple people in my life have said, "Yeah, McDonald's has better coffee." Dunkin' Donuts actually has better coffee than both. Dunkin' Donuts has okay, pretty good it. coffee. I don't drink. Yeah, oh. the, the thing about Matt and Trey is that, like, they are very... Re like, they're very fucking funny guys. They're some of the funniest guys to ever work on TV, but they're very reactive people. So it's like, when they are trying to make, quote-unquote, a point with their things, it's like, okay, if this is applicable, it'll be applicable for, like... Like... Uh, on the good Two side years. of things, may yeah, maybe like three or four years, and on the bad side of things, next week it'll like they'll make a you know thing about like oh we don't need to worry about I don't know fucking alligator control, and then next week it's like oh Louisiana has been overtaken by alligators, you know it's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> which like here's the thing they can still be funny when they're making a bad point like the oh, rainforest yeah, episode. The Rainforest episode next season is both horrifically racist and very stupid, but it's also one of the funniest it's episodes funny. they've ever yeah. done. I, I would also yeah. like to point out about this episode, according to Wikipedia, Paul Cantor, who's like a big libertarian Austrian economics guy, described this episode as the most fully de developed defensive capitalism ever produced. By Which the is show. so fucking stupid. I love the it's way right. like <laughs> Republicans glom onto the show. It's like, yeah, I'm a South Park Republican. And like even Matt and Trey, who are just like, Beavis and Butthead with right-wing culture war opinions think like, no, that's fucking stupid. What are you doing? Yeah, it's... I or mean, it's one jokes. of those things where it's like... I mean, it sounds fucking stupid to say, but, like, that is kind of posting an L of being like, yeah, this cartoon... Like, literally this cartoon where the joke is that they do not have any fucking where the joke is idea Canadian. what they're doing. Where, where the joke yeah. is Canadians do epic farts. Uh, yeah, no, no, but, like, literally in the episode where the joke is that, yeah, these gnomes have no idea what the fuck they're doing. Like, it's literally just, we do a thing and then we make money from it. Just being like, yeah, that that's totally my belief system perfectly. It's like, bro, you are the woman posting your L. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. Like, no, it's so, it's so stupid. Like, it's so stupid to see, like, the show and then being like, hmm, some points were made. Like, you know, if South Park says something I agree with, I'm like, hey, good for them. They, they, they. Got their head out of the tub yeah. for once. Like, imagine if fucking yeah. um, Paul Krugman went to the episode where, like, oh, yeah, the episode where Meg goes to work for, like, the evil Walmart. That's, like, the yeah. funniest episode of TV ever. That's such a smart episode. Like, yeah. at least liberals don't fucking do that with goddamn family. Well, right? well, it would be like, it would be well, like if, like, a professional fucking, like, marine Spencer, biologist would... It would be like if a marine bi biologist saw, like, Klaus in an episode. He's like... That's the best episode about marine biology I've ever seen on TV. You know, it's like... <laughs> yeah. Spencer, I haven't seen people do that about Family Guy. Let me live in this fantasy, okay? Well, they don't do it about Family Guy, but uh, liberals are notorious. Yeah, they do do great. it about media, but I think it's like dumb cartoons specifically that says... Well, dumb yeah. cartoons. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll just leave it there. Okay. Yeah, well, let's just leave it there. Um, I'm sad now. All right, uh, that's going to do it for those still old-fashioned <laughs> values. It'd be like looking at Tuca and Birdie and being like... Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to cut that, but I had to... <laughs> no, no, Ty, do you still have the, the me going beep sound effect? Yeah. You, there, there's like I'll multiple to, times yeah, can where you can that use that. Yeah, yeah, this would be like if they saw the Nutshack and it's like, I've never seen an, uh, a TV show with this much Filipino swag.
<laughs> never seen that before. <laughs> All right, that, this has been true. this has been <laughs> this has been those good old fashioned values. All right, bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. Andy, thank you so fucking much for doing that thing again. Just that was Terrence so goddamn. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you. Was something. it on purpose? No. <laughs> you think I, I don't do care. something that funny on purpose? I don't care either way. That made the episode. That I, absolutely. I literally made, just yeah. said. I it. wish we did. I wish we did teasers for the main series. You, you yeah. can just take them. You can just make them. There's no. Rules. Yeah, but I don't know. But I don't want to make that. I already have so fucking much I do for the That's show. True. I do not want to make yeah. that a expected thing. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. But, All right. Uh, okay, so we have the episodes we're doing. Um, yeah, we're doing. There's nothing uh, else we have to hit. Is Terrence there? and Philip. Um, Terrence and Philip. What episodes? Chicken Lover. Uh, uh, no, Lover. we're yeah, We I think we're gonna skip Chicken Lover. I think it's uh, Terrence and Philip. Um, Chef what is Aid. It? Chef's chocolate uh, salty balls. Um, and Chef Aid, it? right? Uh, Chef Aid. Yeah. And yeah. gnomes. Ugh, I just... So just to, I guess, have something interesting at the end, um, my friend just retweeted another one of the trans girl selfies that is literally just cock and balls hanging out from, like, squeeze through their legs. And it's like, Ooh. we've got to figure out another move, guys. Yeah. It's It just looks like, it just looks like you're making a sausage. <laughs> it oh, looks like God. a little snossage. Here I can I can put it in the I'll there. put it in the chat. Yeah, it looks like a little snossage. Here I'll, I'll put it in the chat um and then delete it. Ooh. It's just that's, that's not, not even sexy. a good no. That's not a, like even a good angle. Like it it Why is it crooked? Like is my thing. Yeah, did, that Did she like twist her balls upside down? Like, yeah, that looks like that's like some testicular torsion shit yeah. going on right there. This uh, this MF's trying to get a free orchid. Oh, she's got she's got like a two tone penis too. She's got like she's got like a two toner right there. That's fine. That's normal. You didn't didn't notice the best part. The caption is. Yeah. Ooh. These these are these are like beard oil of nudes. (laughs) These are the arcade fire. Can you you delete those Ty, Just because we probably shouldn't. Oh no! Of course not. Or of course, yeah. Looks like I, a, that's like a dying dog sticking its tongue out. It looks really bad. It looks like, I mean, it just looks like. I'm trying to think of. It like looks a like how they metaphor. make burgers at McDonald's. Yeah, it looks like someone's like trying to twist their tongue through a paper towel roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, it, it, it looks like someone is like about to squeeze their hot dog out of the bun. Yeah, it looks. <laughs> It looks like you're halfway through one of those fair games where you're trying to fill up the balloon with water. <laughs> and it's also just horribly lit too. Like it's the, the Oh no, it yeah. It looks like yeah. it was taken on a Nokia. Alright, yeah. <laughs>
I can't. Uh, I'm glad can't you guys. For... I'm glad you guys can experience that with me. Yeah, I can't wait for that to go in the back of the episode. Um, yeah, I figured to... we needed. I figured we needed something to draw people in. Um. Yeah. Do bleep out the part where Andy says the caption just so no one could. Oh yeah. It. Yeah, that's but, fair. That's fair. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want people to bother this woman. It's just, no. Ooh. No. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm um, okay. Are we yeah. good to? Yeah, I think we're good. Okay.